Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Just sit down and have coffee. Man, I couldn't. I'm so proud of you. Good morning, good morning. How y'all doing this morning? Hey, Kai. I'm proud of you too. My good. Good morning, good morning. Hey, y'all, hey. Thank y'all for being patient with me as we're working through lighting and all this other stuff. I appreciate you guys. Good morning, good morning. I'm telling you, girl. Yeah, we got you. We're praying for you. Very soon. Let's do it very, very soon. I would love to. I'm going to hit you up so we can do that. Thanks, Melissa. We fine soon. We're going to be kingdom excellent. Thank you. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your reckless love. My God, my God, my God, my God. Thank you for your reckless love. Good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. It's your girl, LMJ, and we are in the place this morning. That is Corey Asbury, Reckless Love of God. And I'm telling you, if you have never played it, I think Israel Halton did a version as well. But if you've never played it, Go ahead and find that song and put it in your um, podcast and put it in your um, thinking and your thought process and your meditation. Man, that song just, it wrecks me over every time I hear it because it talks about how intimately God loves us and how intimate God is with us. So let's just take a moment and just bless his name father we thank you for this day i thank you for your people today i thank you father god that every circumstance and that every situation they're facing we are placing it before you i don't care if it's brokenness i don't care if it's divorce i don't care if they've been in the thick of it i don't care if it's their finances i don't care if it's their children father god we're just gonna lay it all at the altar before you this morning father god we thank you lord god that no weapon formed against us shall prosper we thank you father god that we are sensitive to your spirit and sensitive to your word and i cancel every assignment every stronghold that has been trying to tear them down, that has been trying to break them down, that has been trying to keep them in cycles. I cancel every assignment off their life in the name of Jesus. I break every stronghold off their life in the name of Jesus for they are blood washed, but they are blood washed and they are sanctified in your word and sanctified in your truth, Lord God. And everything that the enemy has tried to steal from them, Lord God, we thank you. You are returning it. It is being returned to them, Father God, and sevenfold. I don't care if he stole time. I don't care if he stole wisdom. I don't care if he stole relationships. Whatever it is he stole, we thank you, Father God. Today is the day of a payback, Father God. I thank you, miracle signs and wonders. 
are coming as a result of your word today. I thank you, Father God, afresh anointing flows freely on this devotional and freely in their life for we know that the anointing my god is the one that destroys the yoke father god and as we encounter you today lord god let us lean not into our own understanding let us acknowledge you in all our ways so that you can direct our path father god let your word become a light father god let your word become the lamp let it give us direction let it give us clarity let us give us wisdom let us give let it give us knowledge let it give us understanding Father God. Thank you, Father God, that you're calling us out of our broken places today, Father God, that we're rising up, Father God, that there will be a record and unheard, Father God, a record and an unheard of um, just testimonies, Lord God, and breakthroughs, Father God. I break the spirit of depression off your people today, right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father God, that they are coming forth of pure gold, Lord God, that they lack absolutely nothing today, Lord God. They stand in need of nothing, Father God. Why? Because you are their benefactor, my God. You're their benefactor. You're the King of Kings. You're the Lord of Lords. You're the great I am. You're the one that provides for them. They are not limited Father God, by what they see. So open the eyes of their understanding and the hope and call of who you call them to be in Christ Jesus. My God, I thank you. My God, I thank you. I thank you for revelation word this morning, Lord God, that I'm your vessel. My God, that you chose me, Lord God. Now let your word speak. Let your word speak, Father God, to your people this morning, Lord God. I thank you for clarity. I thank you for clarity on vision. I thank you, Father God. No weapon formed against us. This is a devotional. No reproach can come. We break every stronghold. We thank you, Father God. Debts are demolished, Father God, and we are coming into your place of truth. And I declare victory, and I speak victory over their lives. My God, my God, my God. We thank you for victory over their lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Victory over your life in Jesus' name. Lord God, we thank you, 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 thank you. I just want to share a word with you today. I hope that by now that you are just getting getting and understanding that God is looking for you, that God loves you. And one of the things that I'm praying for in your life that you experience breakthroughs today. And I'm not just talking about financial breakthroughs. A lot of times we'll reduce things to our finances. Money is the lowest thing in the kingdom. Money is the, it's needed. I'm not saying it's not needed, but money is the lowest thing in the kingdom. I'm talking about those strongholds. I'm talking about those things that you haven't been able to come out of. I'm talking about those things that's been plaguing you. I'm talking about those things that's been consuming you and those things that's been overwhelming you and those things that's had you up late at night. I'm talking about those things that have been confusing you and them, those things that have, have you had you stressed out and stretched out and overwhelmed and consumed. I'm just believing God today is the day that you get a breakthrough because the thing that I know is when we are in the presence of the King of glory, that should have been the moment you shouted. That should have been the moment you shouted. That should have been the moment that you took a run through your house for victory. That should have been a moment that you got your praise on right there, that a breakthrough comes to you today and it comes by grace and it comes by only the spirit of the Lord, right? That it only comes by the spirit of the Lord. I'm just declaring that over your life today, that chains are broken, 
that things that have been oppressing you for years, that you come into a freedom right now, today, this moment, Kim, like this moment, this instant, as the word is being delivered to you today, that things that have been plaguing you for years are being broken off of you right now in Jesus' name, because that's the power of what the word, You, if you'll submit your flesh to the word, it'll respond according to, accordingly, and we just thank you for that. 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 We just thank you for breakthroughs. I cannot wait for to hear the testimonies. I can't wait to hear y'all tell me you took a step and you stepped out of something that you have been struggling with for the last few years of your life, something that had been oppressing you. I cannot wait until you tell me you walked out into a victory like never, ever before. But I told you, and if you and if you are not, um, and I'm gonna pull those last two Bible studies and put them on my YouTube channel so anybody can have access to them. But if you if you haven't learned that it's in your war cry, then I'm gonna admonish you today to understand that your war cry is what's gonna break chains and destroy yokes and chains. It's the anointing that destroys yokes, not Lakeisha. It's the anointing that destroys yokes, and that anointing is gonna destroy your yokes, whatever it is that has have you bound. And if you thought you weren't bound by something, right? You probably be mistaken. And so I'm declaring that freedom comes to you today that freedom comes to you today because sometimes we can have something oppressive on us and we're trying to break forth and we're trying to get out of it and it's plaguing us and it's consuming us and it's worrying us and it's overwhelming us and the the word is what's going to but it's your war cry it's a, a war cry is like an unfamiliar praise it's like something that you've never prayed or praised or praised and pushed into the intensity of God before. I'm telling you, there's freedom in that war cry. I've experienced it myself. Somebody texted me the other day and said, I get it now. My praise opens me up to the things of God. And I'm like, yes, your praise. Because if you're in true praise and worship, you'll push yourself beyond any boundary of what you thought praise and worship and then stuff begins to fall off so let me give you this quick word today um today's message is called being touch sensitive and in a technology area era this is going to make sense to uh, several of you or it should and i want to talk to you about being touch sensitive and i'm using the word touch sensitive I want to talk to you about being touch sensitive to the voice of God. Um, probably one of the hardest things for me is to be able to discern something going on in someone's life. God not allow me to speak to that circumstance or speak to that person or speak to that situation because he's trying to get them to learn how to be sensitive to his voice. And he doesn't need them to confuse my voice with his voice. And so um, that that's very hard for me to be discerning, um, to see somebody taking a direction. And God is like, mm -mm. I need them to become touch sensitive. Uh, that's the word I'm going to use. I need them to become so sensitive to my voice. I need them to have a clarity in hearing me, not a guessing, not a thinking, but a clarity in hearing me. 
And so we're going to go to Psalms 27 and 1. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what peril David was in. And then I'm going to talk to you for just a few minutes about being touch sensitive to the voice of God. But do me a favor. Go share this video. Go drop it. If you're on Instagram, click the little arrow and send it to someone. Because the only reason that you're missing the assignments, the only reason you haven't experienced the breakthrough. Um, and a lot of times we think that um, we think that it's, oh my gosh, the enemy is fighting us. Sometimes it's the enemy. But sometimes Sometimes we're not sensitive enough to the voice of God. Sometimes we're not paying enough attention. This morning as he was talking to me about this, I was praying. I was like, Lord, let me be touch sensitive. And do you know what I mean by touch sensitive? So because we are in technology and um, my laptop I had before the one that I had now was very touch sensitive. Anywhere I put my finger, it would open up. My God. Anywhere I would put my finger, it would open up. Any place my, my pad or my MacBook is very sensitive. Anytime I place my finger, I could click on something. Something would open up. Something would be magnified. And so I my prayer and my hope is that you become touch sensitive to the voice of God. And um, the only way that you're going to be touch sensitive is, first of all, we've talked about this, is abiding, spending time with him and in his word. Um, the only way that you're not confused, that you're confused about whether or not God is for you is that you don't know the character of God. If you, you don't know the character of God, the only way that you're not sure, the only way that you're anxious, the, way, the only way that you're overwhelmed and consumed by your situation is you don't know the character of God. So let's get into Psalms 27. Let's start with the first verse. It says, the Lord is my salvation, light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? I want to pause right there because I need you to understand that um, there was a seeking, a waiting life on David. David knew how to seek God and he needed, knew how he knew how to wait on God. And the reason that David could seek God and wait on God was because he was very familiar with the character of God. He was very sensitive to the voice of God. Um, he knew David was con confident in the things of God. And at this particular time in his life, the enemy was surrounding David. It wasn't that... It wasn't that, um, it wasn't that the enemies, he didn't have enemies. He didn't have problems. He didn't have issues. As a matter of fact, at this particular time, the enemy was surrounding David. The enemies, um, were after David. Um, they were requiring David's life, but David had an, an experience with God that would change his life. David had had an experience with God. David had had a moment with God. Holy Spirit, help me teach this. And I think some of us sometimes forget those moments that we had with God. And so that when other things happen and pressure comes in, but the only way that you're going to be touch sensitive to the voice, I need you to hear what I'm saying. The voice of God is that you abide and spend time with him. I don't want to keep going back to John 15, but we've got to go back to it. Jesus said, I need you to remain in me. He's saying in there, I need you to stick so close to me. So here's my thing. If the Lord is telling us to abide and to stick close to him, then we have to ask ourselves, are we sticking closer to other things or what other things have, have we stuck close to? For example, if you are in a crisis, who do you take your crisis to first? Do you take your crisis to the Lord first or do you take your crisis to your friends first? Who are you abiding in? Who are you trusting in to give you the absolute truth and absolute word of God? Because the enemy is slick. 
The enemy is slick. The enemy will have you repeating cycles. The enemy will have you back and forth. The enemy will have you where you're not in peace about a situation. The enemy will have you in strife. He will have you acting outside of the laws of love and the kingdom because you're not abiding and spending enough time with God. And can I be honest with you? And it's a good start. I'm not saying it's not a good start. Um, when people are like, oh, I spend 15 minutes a day. That's a good start. But for you to be so touch sensitive to the voice of God, God you're going to have to lose yourself in God. You're going to have to lose your time in him. You're going to have to come out of some places. You're going to have to come away from some relationships. You're going to have to detach from some things that are going to, that are keeping you um, from missing and hearing the voice of God like you need to, right? Things that sign off on your sin. Come on now. Things that put you into a different position and a different place. You're going to have to pull yourself out of the realm of what you used to do. Remember we talked about this the other day, not putting new wine in old skins. We were in a new season. We were going to have to do things a little bit differently. You're going to have to lose yourself in him. That's what abiding means. Means I'm going to lose myself. I'm not going to time limit God. I'm not going to make sacrifices. I'm going to spend time with God. I'm going to actually really start rearranging my life and my schedule so it fits more of God and less of Lakeisha's. That, that's just the answer. So the Lord is my light, my salvation. So why should I be afraid? David's life was in peril, but David was not. <laughs> David's life was in peril, but David was not. And the reason David was not because he understood the Lord to be his light. Well, the only way that he knew the Lord to be his light, I'm talking about enemies are surrounding him. They are requiring his life. Saul is mad at him. They're looking for him. And David is saying, it don't matter. <laughs> it don't matter. Some of y'all need to say that to the enemy today. It don't matter. It don't, it don't matter. It don't even matter. It don't even matter what you're trying to present to me. It doesn't even matter. But the only way that you can have an assurity in the it don't matter is that you understand, know, are familiar and clear of the voice of God. Psalms 109 and 109 and I think it's five. It says, uh, 109, it says, Oh God, whom I praise. Don't stand silent and aloof while the wicked slander me and tell lies about me. They surround me with hateful words and fight against me for absolutely no reason. And David is like, they're after me. He did not have a doubt that regardless of the circumstance or situation that he was in, that God was going to be God in his life. Well, the only way that he knew that or knew how to operate in that, right, is that he understood the character of God. He understood the nature of God. Can I tell you something? A lot of times when people are like, pray for me, I definitely believe in the power of prayer. I know that prayer can change any circumstance or situation, but I also know that if a person doesn't have enough word in them about a situation, especially if it's something they're trying to break off their lives or some strong hold that they're trying to come out of, I know if they don't have enough word about the situation, then they're more likely to return to the situation. <laughs> if they don't know what the word says about the situation, they're more likely, come on, Holy Spirit, they're more likely for the situation to be to happen again or to occur again or for them to be anxious or for them to be worried. That's why a lot of times when you text me or message me and say, hey, pray for me, I'm like, that's cool. I'm going to pray for you. But what scripture are we standing on? What word are we standing on? Because the word is the foundation. The word, word is what's going to keep you from returning back 
to the same places. My God, the word is going to keep me from returning to the same places. The word is what's going to build me. The word is what's going to put a little restriction in place and say, eh, eh, eh. don't go that way because I'm going to be able to match up the character of God with the word of God. And the only way that I'm going to learn his character and his nature is that I'm spending time in the word of God. Uh, when people are entangled in things and, they're, and justifying things, I'm like, yeah, you ain't read the, ain't read the word. And they like, now nah, well, well, I don't know if the Bible is all the way true. Yeah. We don't never know if the Bible is all the way true. When we trying to justify, we're entangled in something. We ain't got no business being entangled in. Then all of a sudden the Bible ain't true, but it was true when we needed, uh, finances. It was true when we needed help out of our situation. It was true when we needed God to evade us and be justice. But now we need to break a stronghold and the word ain't true. Yeah, the word is infallible. This same word is true. You're just getting to understand a different side or character of God. So that's the first thing. You got to abide. You got to spend time with him. You got to hide. Can I tell you something so significant? And this was the part that got me excited when the Lord was speaking to me about this. Um, when the enemy is coming against you, right? When the enemy is um, after you, when he's requiring your life, when it seems like every time you turn around, the devil is rising up in your marriage, he's rising up in your kids, um, and you need to feel and hear the, the word of God. One of the things being touch sensitive to the voice of God, being understanding and knowing what God is saying about this circumstance or this situation is understanding the difference between the character of the enemy and the character of God. That's why the other day when, when uh, Nisi was like, yeah, God will be whipping you. No, that's not God's character. That's, that's not how he acts. That's not his character. He teaches the word convicts. You got to understand his character. And so I'm just giving you an example. If, um, somebody comes at me because I don't bother people. Yeah, I'm just being honest. I'm not to myself, but I have confidence in I don't, I don't bother people. And so if people start getting at me or I find out people are talking about me and all these different things, I have a, a, a thing that I have resolved in my heart. And it's this, I don't expect to reap what I don't sow. <laughs> I, I don't expect to reap what I don't sow, right? I don't expect to reap what I don't sow. Um, and the reason I don't expect to reap what I don't sow is because I know what the word says about the situation, right? And so Galatians 6 and 8 reminds me, whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. And so when something comes up against me, I'm just saying, I start identifying it and I'm like, I don't expect to read what I don't sow. <laughs> I don't. I haven't sold to my flesh in that area. I haven't been gossiping. I haven't been backbiting. I haven't been mean to somebody. I'm not going to reap something. And I tell the devil this. I'm not going to reap what I ain't sold. <laughs> Um, you're not going to lie to me. That's not the character of God. He's not getting ready to have me reaping something I have not sowed. If I've not sowed to that area, if I'm being wise in my finances, I don't expect to reap what I don't sow. <laughs> I don't expect to reap what I don't sow. And so anytime something arises, I'm reminding the devil that. And the, the way the Lord showed it to me is he said, Lakeisha, 
We're going to go over to Psalm 91. He said, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. For he will rescue me from every trap and protect me from deadly disease. David is saying to me, he's going he's gonna to rescue me from every trap. He's going to protect me from deadly disease. That's the character of God. So if a trap arises, my word reminds me, mm -mm 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 -mm, because I've been dwelling, because I've been abiding, because I've been in a secret place. Come on, Holy Ghost. Because I've been in a secret place, because I've been hanging out with God, because I'm familiar with the character of God. God is going to rescue me from every trap. He's going to protect me from every de deadly disease because I'm not hanging out in places I used to hang out anymore. I'm hanging out in God. Yes, Angela, that shuts the door to the enemy. We don't have the door open to him too long. <laughs> and so the accuser of our brethren will start accusing us. That's how con condemnation and all of those things come in. Well, if you know you ain't sold to that area, then what? Now, for those of us that have sold to some stuff, We've been mean, we've been hostile, we've been hiding, we've been gossiping, we've been evil, we've been all that. We suck, we know we you know, you know when you done sold some stuff. You know you done did some stuff, you know what you've been doing, you know whether or not you've been obeying God, right? When we know we've been sowing to those things or we've been adding to those things, like you know if you've added to the the raunchiness in your finances, you know if you built you you took out all this credit and stuff, and the Lord and the word is clear to say, Oh no man, nothing but to love him the word the word says oh no man nothing but to love him you know that that you are to be the lender and not the borrower and so if you've done some things that don't align with the word of god then this is the position of broken remember we talked about having a broken and contrite spirit right we've had a broken and contrite spirit this is the moment that you need to repent. So let me show you this with you. When God really started dealing me with love, I had to do a whole lot of repenting and apologizing. I had to go back and set the record straight in some relationships um, and apologize and repent for how I had handled some relationships. And even though I was in church, even though um, we were teaching in church and we were children and youth pastors, there were still some things that did not align up with the character of God. That's why um, the more God has been teaching me about the difference between sacrifices and obedience. I brought that up in Bible study the other night. Um, a lot of times we think our sacrifices are it when it's our obedience. I had to go back and repent and apologize and clear the air and set the record state straight in any relationship I had sown negative things in, I had to go back and set the record straight and repent in those relationships anytime I had acted outside the character of God so that God could re go begin to restore, renew, and do what he needed to do in those relationships. I had to take my own accountability, whether or not somebody else took accountability didn't have nothing to do with me. I had to go back and take my own accountability because he, because that's what's right. That's, that's what's right. Like that's what's right. That's what honors God. It's not assuming and finding what's wrong. If you're spending time in this word and you can point out what's wrong with everybody else. That's why I use a lot of I state, 
statements and we statements. Even when I write devotionals, I write a devotional from a perspective of what I have learned, what I have done, what I have experienced, not what someone has done to me. Because a lot of times, some of the stuff that someone has done to me is stuff that I've sown. Does that make sense? And so we got to clean up our tabernacles and be clear. And it was humbling and it was hard in some places, but it was necessary so that I could reset and restore those relationships. So another, the way the enemy cannot use is I don't expect to read what I sold. I don't expect that. I don't expect to read what I don't sow. So if something arises and I know I'll start saying, uh, I'll start saying, I ain't sold that. I ain't sold that. I did not sow that. I did not sow that. I have not sown that. I'm not, I'm not involved in that. That is not something I sow. That is not something I've sown. That is not something I've done. That is not something I've opened a door to. So the devil, you're not getting ready to bring this to me. Um, the last couple of days, I had really been fighting with some things health-wise. Y'all wouldn't know it because every time it tried to rise up in my nose and all this sneezing and coughing, I'm like, absolutely not. I'm, mm -mm, mm -mm. And then I told the Lord, I said, let me repent if I haven't been mindful of some things you have been telling me because he's been dealing with me about eating right and different things. Let me be mindful. Let me repent if there's any opportunity to give the sake. Because the only way the enemy can come in like a flood is that you don't know what the standard of the word says. So if the word tells me he alone is my refuge, my place of safety, he is my God and I trust him for he will rescue me from every trap and protect me from every deadly disease, then I'm familiar with the character of God, right? I'm familiar with the character of God. I'm touch sensitive to the voice of God, right? Because I've been spending time with him and I know what he says about me. And I know what he says about the situation. And I know what he says about my money, anxiety, fear, worry, doubt, are over only overwhelming and consuming because we're not touch sensitive enough to God. We're not touch sensitive enough to God. If you will, like, so David, and that's what David is showing here. David is able to say in Psalms 27, they're after his life. And David is saying, no, the Lord is my life. He is my salvation. So why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress protecting me from danger. So why should I even tremble? When evil people come to devour me, when my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though a mighty arm surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I am attacked, I will remain confident. And I know somebody's like, well, what if God is teaching us? a lesson. Uh, you're going to know if God is teaching you a lesson. If you're sensitive enough to his voice, you'll know if he's teaching you a lesson. <laughs> you know if he's teaching you a lesson. You know, you'll know if something, because a lot of times we're repeating mistakes that have nothing to do with God teaching us a lesson, but we're having to take that test again because we failed it the first time. Because <laughs> we failed it the first time. And because we failed it the first time, we're because he's such a forgiving, loving God, he's giving us, giving us a chance to take the test or to grow into character and to be developed. He says, the one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek most is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple. He understands the importance of the relationship. He said, for he will conceal me there when troubles come. He will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. Then I will hold my head high above my enemies who surround me. At his sanctuary, I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy and singing and praise. David is saying 
you know what? The word is a lamp unto my feet. It's a light unto my path. The, the word get light, lights the way. It gives clarity. It provides direction. And it gives me wisdom for every season. God himself will bring light to your circumstance and to your situation when you understand when you're touch sensitive to his voice. So the only reason you're like, well, I ain't heard from God. No, you're not sensitive enough to his voice in the situation. He is a good, good father. There is no way that you stand in need of absolutely anything and God not provide or give you clarity or give you wisdom for what you need. That's not the kind of God we serve. That's just not the kind of God we serve. And so the only way that you're not hearing is because you're not touch sensitive to his voice. You assume things about God without understanding the character of God or someone told you something about God and you didn't investigate it. So, you know, the Amazon is on fire, right? And I was listening to some reports and somebody was actually standing up before me, someone I trust in the gospel. And they were like, yeah, the Amazon is on fire and the Amazon gives us a lot of oxygen, right? In the world and with the Amazon on fire, it's affecting our oxygen. Well, I listened and then I began to research. Well, the Amazon only gives us 20% of our ox ox oxygen. And so I had to know that for myself. The word of God is infallible. Lakeisha is fallible. That's why I tell people all the time, you need to research the word. I might miss something. Like I may miss, I, I may miss something. I may miss something, right? But if I'm super sensitive to the voice of God, if I know what the word says, if I'm clear about his direction and my purpose for his life, my life, then I ain't got no time to spend no time in confusion or nothing else because I'm already abiding with him, right? Nobody can lie. The devil can't lie to me about my future. I don't expect to reap what I sow. I'm not sowing to my flesh, right? And sometimes things just happen. I'm not saying things that just don't happen. But even when things are just happening, I know I can go to the word and it says, you know what? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And so if the weapon is forming, it doesn't matter. You will not prosper. And you got to get gangster. You got to get gangster. You got to take a victory, right? You got to take a victory. You got to take a victory. But the only way that you're going to be able to take a victory is that you like your computer. You touch sensitive. You're touch. You're so sensitive to the voice of God. You know that no matter what, that if I'm hiding in his in his tabernacle. Listen, Psalms 27, when you read a little forward, David says, my heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. Do not turn your back on me. Do not reject your servant in anger, right? If the word has told us, um, we can pray and ask for. If it says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And I'm like, Lord, I need your strength. Then what are you supposed to be doing? I need to wait on him. I need to wait on him, right? I need to wait on him. Though, those are the things set that that's it. That's the thing like that we've been missing. We're not touch sensitive. Well, I'm not touch sensitive because I'm not abiding with him. I'm not spending time in his word. I haven't gotten enough time to understand his character. So then when the enemy comes in like a flood, it presents a situation for me. I'm alarmed. I'm upset. I'm overwhelmed and I'm consumed instead of saying, no, Lord, 
I'm going to trust what you say about this situation. Well, you've already promised to protect me. Well, you've already promised to hide me. Well, I already know you're a good, good father. I already know if I go over to Matthew, you tell me, don't worry. Don't be anxious. Don't worry about what I eat. Don't worry about what I wear. Don't worry about clothes. Those were words that came out of Jesus' mouth. Why? Because I'm worth more to you than the birds of the air. And so you're going to take, the enemy can only play mind games with you because you're not touch sensitive to the voice of God. I, I've lived it. <laughs> I've lived it. A victory, you will not get that a victory is in sight for you if you're only touch, not touch sensitive, sensitive. So if I can have you weary, something happens with your kids. Oh my God, Lord, that's my kids. No, there'll be no miscarriage or barrenness in my land. I've already been praying over my kids. I've already stood steadfast to my kids. I've already, this is what the word has said. It'll keep you from making bad business deals. He'll tell you whether or not you need to be involved. Some of y'all need to pray for your, this is something I pray. Pray, pray for your spiritual, I'm not talking about the gift of discernment. Pray for your spiritual discernment to increase, right? You've been praying for wisdom. Ask the Lord to give you knowledge and understanding so that you won't repeat cycles and wrong, walk into wrong relationships and deals. And then believe that he'll answer you and be patient and wait. The reason David was winning and would always come back and win in situation was because he had a seeking life. He sought God. He had a waiting life. And, and then God rewarded him for seeking him, for waiting on him. That's it for today. I think that's enough for you to chew on, right? The Lord is my light and salvation, so why should I be afraid? You might need to meditate on that all weekend. What areas in my life am I being fearful that I'm not being bold in the things of God? What areas in my life have I been keeping and limiting myself because I have forgot that the Lord is my fortress and he's protecting me from danger? right? He's protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble, right? Why am I spending time when evil people come to devour me? When my enemies and foes attack, attack, they will stumble and fall. Why am I spending time on my enemies? Why am I talking about haters? Why am I worried about a no? Because some told me no. Why am I even worried about a no when I know God has promised to provide me? Why am I worried about whether or not my refrigerator looks thin when God has already said he would supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Well, the only way that I'm going to be able to do that is because I've spent enough time in his presence. I'm aware of his character. I know the difference between what's him and what's the enemy. I know that he's a good, good father. I know he's not about to give me no snake. He's not about to give me no serpent. He's not about to give me in no situation so that I can fail. Can I... He's not going to do that. That's not the character of God. But if I don't understand God and what he's doing, he says, "Can I, I'm going to give you this last thing because it's a scripture in Proverbs. He says, be attentive to his voice and turn your ears towards me, right? Be attentive to my voice. Come on, God. I love this lesson. A simple but refreshing. Be attentive to my voice and turn your ears towards me. Psalms 132 says, oh, David is saying, oh, hear, Lord, hear my voice. But in Proverbs, God is saying, I need you to be attentive to my voice. And then I need you to turn your ears towards me. How do you turn your ears towards God? The only way that you're able to turn your ears towards God is that you know where God is. The only way that you're, if you're the only way that you're able to be attentive and turn your ears towards God is that you know where God is, right? 
hear my voice and turn your ears towards me suggests that I am able to have an intimate relationship with God. And I, if I know where he is and I know where God dwells and I'm spending time to him, then anytime I stand in need of an answer for something, all I have to do is be attentive to his voice and turn my ears towards God. That's it. That's it. You don't stand in need of all that you think you stand in need of. You just got to change your perspective and be touch sensitive. Like everything, like our touch screens are so sensitive. That's how you need to be. The Lord has been dealing with me about getting up and working early, working out early. And it has been a fight. I don't understand why he's telling me to get up early. I don't know why, but it must be something he's doing because I keep, he keeps telling me, get up early work out early. And I'm like, huh? He's like, get up early and work out early. And I had been kind of straggling, taking my time. And he said, I'm trying get up early. He doesn't owe us an explanation always about why he's doing what he's doing. He doesn't. He doesn't always owe us an explanation. When we're touch sensitive to his voice, we will move without asking him questions. So I don't understand why he's doing what he's doing. But guess what? I'm, I've been making moves. Get your butt up out this bed, Lakeisha. Get up early, right? Get up early and go do what he's asking you to do because he's telling you this for a reason. Well, I love y'all. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. I love y'all so much, but more so God loves you. I need you to take this word. I need you to take this word and meditate on the word of God. I need you to meditate on what the word is saying about your situation. Most of us have been heightened to drama or heightened to mess and we don't realize we've been hiding to it. And because it's been our norm and the enemy has thought this is a normal way to live, right? You got to just be sensitive to what the voice of God is saying about this particular area. If it's my finances, if it's my children, it's if my relationship, have a broken and contrite spirit. Put yourself in a position. Always repent. Don't ever assume you have not do, done anything. Don't, don't ever assume that you have not done anything. Make sure you're abiding and not just having little visitations. A little visitation is not an abide. A little visitation is not abide. Understand that. And then press into his presence. Get more into your word. Come out of the things that are keeping you from being in your word. I hope this made sense to you today. I love you. God loves you so much. I'll see you guys back on Monday. Hey, oh, oh, couple things, couple things. One, the mountains, the meeting of the mountains is at my church in Pine Bluff. I would love for you to come hang out with me. Uh, we've been getting so many phone calls about this meeting. Uh, Apostle is going to have a word. If you want to know how to make impact in this season, meet me at the meeting of mountains. No registration, completely free. Two, if you are an entrepreneur, I dropped a workshop. You need to either be in online in that workshop or you need to be on campus in the workshop. And we're also going to have networking opportunities. I don't care if you're just at the point that you're thinking of an idea. The workshop has so many limited spaces. So I don't want you to miss the workshop on September the 28th. Get connected, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Thank you for my partners. I love y'all so, so much. I love 
love you. I love you more than you know. Thank for you. Thank you for those of you that are getting ready to become partners. And I declare breakthrough over your life right now in Jesus' name. Miracle signs and wonders are coming to you, and you will experience breakthrough like never before. I'll see y'all back Monday. Love, peace, and blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, Father God, thank you for your people. I close this devotional out in prayer, and I thank you that the word will not be plucked up. I seal it in the blood of Jesus. I thank you, Father God, you are the greater and inner witness for them, Lord God, and that they will catch this in their spirit, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, the word will prevail and it will be truth. I thank you, Father God, today they're going to see debts demolished. I thank you, Father God, family members are going to be restored. And I thank you, Father God, they're refreshing in your word. My God, that's it. A refreshing in your word is coming to them today. Father God, we thank you for any person on here that has not received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We thank you that this is their moment, this is their hour, that they're coming to know you, Father God. And so I want to extend that invitation. If you are someone that has not received Christ as your Lord and Savior, I don't want to leave without opening that door to you. It's so easy. All you got to do is repent. All you got to do is ask Jesus into your life and then get yourself in a position and let us disciple you. I love you so much. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.